see. Is it a regular week this week uh, for the show? Uh, we've got a St. Jude thanks that you put in, and then we got a tiny bit of follow-up, and then we have a small collection of minis, and then if we still have time after that... <laughs> we uh, won't. <laughs> if we do, there's even more home improvement stuff. I separating the home improvement. Uh, there's a follow-up on home improvement, which is short, and then there's more home improvement, which might be longer, but it depends on how long we go in the middle. Oh, John, that was that was really good content. See, I was imagining that you were on, I should say for the show. Well, we can't talk about we can't talk about a photo of your house. I thought you were like, I thought it was a roof, but I figured that the window, I was misunderstanding. I thought the window would be on like a I don't know what you call that, but you know, there's the, not the gable, but there's the like slanty part of a roof that a child draws. I thought you were on like some kind of like a, a dormer. Um, I guess I I was imagining, I don't know, like maybe some kind of a new England house. Like you'd see. This is, this is a colonial, but that's my garage. I'm on top of it. I just thought there'd be peaks, but then there would also be kind of flat parts. I didn't realize you were on an angle that whole time. That's It's just like a. It's like a, a Monopoly, you know, the Monopoly house, the little plastic house, just looks oh, like a rectangle man. with a triangle, but t- t- like three different size ones of those. It's a big one and two small ones stuck to the side. And so you can see the small one stuck to the side is the garage. That's what I'm on top of. And then uh, the window is on the side of the bigger house. Show. Okay. I think this is the show because Monopoly house is really good. I just, I was really struck because you must've been, hi everybody. Um, John, had a photo he shared with a few people of what the well i know spoilers but some of his recent home improvement work and it included a much clearer shot and clarified for me that you were when you were locked out sorry is this from the after show last week the member Uh, yeah i think so well john had you you shouldn't have missed it but it's still out there if you join relay.fm slash rd slash join are you sad you missed it glad you missed it or do you need to unmiss it i don't know the bit what bit is that Come on, come on! You don't know. Are are you sad? Is that that, uh, Silicon Valley? No, no. Sound like the Silicon Valley focus group a little. I well, one of us here, I guess me, is caught up on the flop house. Oh, I think I'm caught up. The minis when they miss that movie when they do miss that movie on the minis. (sighs) The three, uh, the three uh, categories of movie. Are you sad? You missed it. Glad you missed it. Or gotta unmiss it. I I don't remember that, but it's no, very good. Who the real fan is now, I guess. Are you caught up? I am. Oh, I should save this for the show too. Um, boy, yeah, they're 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 on a tear. You get a lot of good, like unprotected, you know, uh, Dan McCoy laughter, which mm-hmm. I, I wish you would laugh more. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, that that brings me to a topic today. Well, we're gonna talk. We might talk more. It sounds like about your uh, what's happening on your roof and elsewhere. <laughs> um, I feel like you. I don't know how to put this. This is going to be like an open-faced compliment sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Which should I start with the bread or the meat? If it's open-faced and you're going from top to the bottom, you start with the meat. Okay. Um, I think you aren't very supportive of me on some things. I don't know if it's your... That's, it's a, your... that's a pretty vague statement on some things. I mean, it's hard to believe that that couldn't be true. What some things? Well, that was good. You just did a good meta. You're not mm-hmm. even you're not even going to play with me in this particular space. You're not very supportive of me. I've tried on a handful of occasions something that I think is important when we reach our stage in our relationship. There's not going to be a lot of big raises. There's not going to be a lot of wild sex. Any other things you look forward to in a relationship? Big, big raises? Like, like a raise a job? at work? 
Yeah. All right. So you just you went right from that to wild sex. I feel like you're. It's what you call the Peter here. principle. When when two mm-hmm. people are together yeah, for a long time, yeah. and you rise, you rise, you rise to your level of incompetence. Well, Janet Jackson song, the Peter principle. I remember that one. Oh yeah, I remember that. Huh? You know, uh, principle do you of hit? Peter. That's pretty good. I'm not gonna laugh. But I'm, I'm very angry with you. This is still part. We're only half a sandwich in. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, okay. All right. I think sometimes I've tried on a handful of occasions to enliven our relationship and enrich our workplace by the introduction of titles. And embiggen the spirit of everyone. It embiggens even the smallest man. It's a mm-hmm. perfectly cromulent word. I would like, I, I one title I had come up with for myself that you very quickly, uh, upon which you quickly put the kibosh, mm-hmm. is uh, was Gentleman Podcaster. You didn't like that. Now, okay, well, wait, I don't know if this is meat or bread. Uh, but anyway, the other part of the sandwich is you've been really great for a long time. Nobody needs to know this, but I'd like to share it, and I would like to thank you. The actual legitimate part of the sandwich is that you've done a, you do a really great job. You've been really good about adding links. You've done all kinds of stuff. And it occurred to me, uh, I was in the bathroom and uh, uh, doing the kind of breaks a person does, and it occurred to me, I thought to myself, I thought, huh, maybe we need titles for this show. Like everybody knows, oh, the director of the movies, the like, the regent, the crown of the movie, but mm-hmm. they forget about the producer of the movie, you know. And at least in my mental model, jump in, Todd or Joe, like you know, the director is the creative head of the movie, the producer is the person who makes sure it gets done, and importantly, gets done within the constraints of time and budget. I think. And then you could be an EP. You could be an executive producer where you go like, oh, well, this big star is in it. So like there, what I'm saying is, do you think we, would we benefit from titles? It could be one way you show more gratitude for what I do. It could be a way of rewarding you on behalf of the team for what you've been doing for our group. Would you like a title? Do you think that we should, should we have complimentary titles? Should we have irreconcilable titles? Would titles be good? I'm assuming you don't know this because this podcast is not the type of thing that you typically listen to, but Gruber's, uh, Gruber and Ben Thompson's, uh, for pay only podcast, Dithering. Dithering, they gave themselves titles on that podcast very early on in the run. Do you remember? Have you listened no, to that? I, you know? No, I, I didn't. I, I subscribed for a while, but you know, I can't do that regularity. I hear, I hear it's good though. I know Gruber likes it. Ben's still mad at me because I made fun of people whose Twitter photos showed them in a necktie. That made yeah. him really mad. I think necktie he still Twitter. holds it against me. Yeah. Uh, can you can you guess what the titles they gave themselves on that show? It's going to be one of those funny group. Well, one of them at least will be a funny group word. Like when Jonas texted uh, Amy Jane the other night and said, describing his dad's job makes him sound like a deadbeat. Deadbeat mm-hmm. is totally a Gruber family word. No, I'll, I'll guide you in the right direction and saying okay. they didn't come up with funny titles. They're just Is like ben, regular, oh, regular titles. Say Ben's probably the director, the director of something. Probably not the director of neckties because I don't want, I don't want to stay in uh, bad books. I'm going to guide you some more by saying sprinkle a little bit more ego onto that guessing. Oh, is it like a, oh, it, co-emperors? Good, that good. You're on the right trail, but see, that's that you're you're getting to the root of it. It's like because you got those two strong personalities, let's yes. say, on the same podcast. Co-emperors is a good guess because who's going to want to give? Like, one of the Gruber, moments a necktie. Is Gruber going to want to be like the 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 secretary? I think uh, he or, he's who he would. I can see Gruber wanting to be. If you invited him into a club, I think he would muscle his way into being, say, creative director. Yeah, they didn't go in that direction. No, tell me, they, tell me, I don't know. That's what they did. Uh, they did president and CEO. Can you guess who's president and who's CEO? I never remember which is which. Uh, search engine optimization is Danny uh, Sullivan's board. This is um, 
I think I think I'm I don't uh, I got a fifty percent chance roughly. I got a USB's chance of getting mm-hmm, this right. You do. I'm gonna say that uh, Ben is the CEO and John Gruber is the president. Thank you. Wait, I got it. You gotta say thank you. Yeah, when you get the USB in on the first try. Oh yeah, you gotta show my gratitude. Yeah, and, and you, you know did. what else you I do? Right. If I don't get it right, I always say good for you is what I say. And, and, and You're I probably think not this, caught up on Dude by Friday. This, it's a I podcast mean, this, you used to listen to. This is a roundabout way of saying it. This highlights the problem with titles because oh. they both want the fanciest title. Gruber settles for president because CEO seems like it has more drudgery involved, uh, but president still sounds like the top I title. Watched, if you I don't watched know about the, the CEO. Uh, Alex mentioned this Disney documentary. Um, was called like Waking Sleeping Beauty or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about the, it's basically about the, what people have come to call the Disney Renaissance, but you know, a lot of it being the Eisner years. Mm-hmm. And that was confusing because you had Michael Eisner, who was him. And mm-hmm. then you had the other guy, spoiler alert, who died in the uh, helicopter accident, who was also a big deal. And he was the one who was like the peacemaker. He was the guy who soothed people's nerves and was the calm and steadying force. And Michael Eisner, you know, thought he was a genius. He thought he was funny. I think he regarded himself as funny. Yeah. So I, I think what I'm getting at with this is I think choosing titles on a podcast is a very fraught exercise. Um, for I mean, you, you, for highlighted, for the hosts? you highlighted one important aspect of it as you were guessing in different realms. Like, are they funny titles or is it like Emperor or is mm-hmm. it like the dithering thing where it's just corporate America? Like there's so many different sort of uh, taxonomies or uh, realms of vocabulary where you yes. can pick titles from. It's like it's like naming hard drives. Yeah, I feel like it would be uh, not that we're going to do this because we're uh, well. I'll speak for myself because I'm too lazy. Uh, coats of arms. That would be probably easier and more fruitful. Are you, are you provoking me, John? Do you know <laughs> the feelings that I have about coats of arms? I know, but like if we did coats you know of arms on the podcast. how strongly I feel about any kind of, I mean, well, last night my kid and I did 10 minutes just on why there's checkerboards on uh, New Zealand cops. It's because it's transparent, right? I think it's so, I think it's just two things because it's always two things with New Zealand. I think one of the things is, hey, look, high visibility. Like if you see the checkerboard, the checkerboard is the equivalent of a badge. You're not allowed mm-hmm. to wear this pattern if you're not a cop or if this is not cop equipment. And that's the second part. Just just look like your clothes haven't rendered yet. Right, right, right. If you've got like a progressive uh, uniform, mm-hmm. we used to call it. That's pretty good, John. Did you write that down? I, I, you didn't catch my transparent joke before, so I tried again. Oh, sorry. Um, g- gamma. <laughs> world. Gamma world. Oh, shoot, I got to get my computer questions for you, too. I'll, I'll just do one this week. Um, okay. okay. Um, but but here's the beauty part, is that, like, it's like when I got to make up my own roughly phony, well, if I made I made up a phony, blown, like my friend Michael, okay? My friend Michael was one of the early, early, early employees at Ask Jeeves, and he had a, well, he was way more, you know, good and successful than I was, but he had his card from uh, Ask Jeeves, Say that it was his name, and it said "Manager of Expectations," which I always thought was a great title. I normally dislike phony baloney made-up titles, but now I'm kind of warming to it. And what I'm saying here is, like, it isn't like, oh, you know, this is the Enterprise and <laughs> this is the Nostromo or whatever. Like, we could go in totally different directions. Would you feel more appreciated if you had a title here? Would it matter? I would not. No, I was never. Really? In, what if I give you a really nice title? Even, even in my uh, my many many years in corporate America, I mostly was not hung up on titles. Would you like a parking space? Would you like a different parking space that maybe you don't get dents in your uh, Honda Accord? Mm, I never had anything like that. I don't think that would help. No, but the coat of arms. The reason coat of arms is good is because you can think of all sorts of. I think I think we have a lot to offer each other here. 
you can think of all sorts of things to put in, 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 you know, it's pictures, right? So you can imagine all sorts of things that would be in the pictures of our various coats of arms that would represent us based on things that we've discussed in the show. But like I said, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you don't have to be good at it. Like I, I'm mm. drawing on the reg and I'm extremely bad at it. I'm not getting any better, but I'm going to write down coat of arms. I'm going to think about your coat of arms and it's got to have, uh, I'm, I'm going to work on that. See, I, the, I could go like one axis on this and do like, haha. Like like that hilarious book cover, uh, you know, for your fake book. Uh, I'm going to be so close. Uh, n- you, you don't care. I don't. Nobody cares about this, but I do. <laughs> oh, you, you're so far getting was colder. I, was I close. Jeez, no, not even, not even close. I I don't. I care. I care. John Syracuse and it, for the former <laughs> really member, Merlin Manafort, three folders. It's got Ralphie, if memory serves, from Christmas Story on it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't never really understood all the references. I feel like I have to perform now because you uh, mangled your attempt to guess the title of the, I of did the that. pretend pretend book, and I'm go- I feel like I need to say what it really was. So I'm going to make my attempts all go on the record and not just leave you to flail all the time. Thank you, thank you for on behalf of the listeners. See, this yeah. could go into your title, or if I'm being honest, your coat of arms. Yeah, uh, I believe it was uh, nobody cares about me, but I do care. That is my guess. Is it in parentheses? But I do care. I don't think the person who made that parody image put it in parentheses. Because I would, because it makes it feels like a James Brown song or something like, you know, one of those uh, one of those songs where it's got a parentheses part for for the part that everybody sings. I'll work on it. I I, I mean, I've written down coat of arms. Um, oh, I, I nailed it. I nailed it. You, what'd you nail? I nailed it. What's it? And then I can play. Oh, I found I found my own tweet where I complained about the grammar. Speaking of uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> speaking Jesus, of is it in parentheses John. or not? What about uh, the paper doll? You know, my image of you in context is, yeah, uh, no, is it David, David, I want to say Galletly, I want to say, yeah. uh, no. did that wonderful, um, upsetting paper doll of you. And that's your, you know, that, that head of yours, that giant melon of yours is still, uh, still the contact photo. Check your messages. Check it out. Check it out. See how I, see how I got every word of it right? Going to see how I did that? Oh, 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 in the dock? Yeah, you wrote the forward to this book. I, can't believe you I did you for remember. 43 folders. I, I used yeah. to do that. ATP. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know ATP references? Do you know who that is? I do not know, but I do know that they don't know a lot of references. I think I've talked about this before. The irony of starting that account and also being a, the, not the, being the type of person who doesn't. Well, but but my like, why would you take why would you take Aikido if you're already really good at Aikido? I know, but if you're going to start an account like that, you'd feel like, oh, there's so many references and people aren't mm. getting them. I need to start an account so I can catalog them all. But instead, it's yeah, man, you like chili. The Elf Who Cannot Love. I'm not like that at all. You're a lot like that. That's the no, one with uh, yeah, I've, Laverne. I've, speaking of catching surf. up on podcasts, now that I'm caught Crappy up on the Flothouse, guess what I'm catching up on now? Blank check. DBF. Oh, whereabouts are you, if I could ask? This is a program I do with Alex Cox. It's, a, it's not as successful as John's other shows, but we do what we can, and we talk a lot. We talk for about three hours every Wednesday, and sometimes Alex has had a neurological event. Mm-hmm. What um what what are you up to on DBF? I well for the past uh, I'm going through them you know multiple ones a day. So I I just heard you do Chili the Elf Who Cannot Love uh, uh, against Alex like mm-hmm. three times in the course of a, a day and a half. I just got to the episode. I don't know. I don't know where I am. Maybe am I caught up? I'm not caught up. I was going to say I just got to the episode where Alex apologizes for missing an episode, but I think that's just because I saw the two minute thirty second thing in the the end of the feed. So I don't think I'm actually up to that yet. Well. I don't know. I I would like you. I would like you to feel supported. I would like you to mm-hmm. feel that w- when you when you grab your lance and you march into battle, 
and I'm just trying to imagine what that looks like and what's on your what's on your shield or or, or your sigil. You could also you know you can have sigils, like the like the flayed man of the Boltons. Mm. That's a very that's good marketing. You gotta you gotta admit. I'm scrolling through this Twitter thread on this book image just because I'm looking at it now and the things are bothering me about it again. And I'm like, I must have complained about that, but I don't see it in the thread. I remember you know? it was in, was it set in small caps. I feel like. Oh, the typography is all a mess, right? And is it? Okay. No, the, the missing the comma and all that stuff, right? Which I did complain about. But also, mm-hmm. they're trying to put a Honda Accord, and it is, I, I believe, hmm, let's see. Not, I think not your trim is, package, John? Uh, no, it's the right generation, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the wrong wheels. It's the wrong trim level. It is the wrong trim level, uh, and it's the wrong wheels, even if it wasn't the wrong trim level. Do your hubcaps spin? They do not. I don't have hubcaps. I have alloy wheels, very expensive alloy wheels that I dented on Route 9 uh, like you've, two you've, weeks after I got the car. you solved my riddle already. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the four-barrel carburetor wasn't even made for the Comet or whatever. Oh, there's the book. Yeah, I I, I think you got to be careful. This is a little bit, not Bedoni exactly, but it's Bedoni. <laughs> I feel like I'm scatting. It's Bedoni-ish. Hmm. That sounds like that would have been a hit in an early uh, MGM musical. Speaking of Honda Accords, I just had my car service, and this is a this is a sign. Oh, the times, as yeah. the unpronounceable symbol formerly known as Prince might have said. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for the very first time in my entire adult life of owning cars, when I went to pick up my car at the dealer, and they went to get it from like the back parking lot where all they have all the cars like stacked up, right? Right. Um, person came back uh and said i can't get your car for you because i don't know how to drive stick it's it begins that's right i mean it ends more like well this is one of those things it's going to be like it's like a barack obama type situation we're like you know oh it's good it may not be a big deal to everybody it's a big deal to a lot of us and in that case woof you think it's hard oh man think about you know what you just had like a what, who's the guy? Uh, Thomas Friedman, Paul Krugman, one of those New York Times uh, idiots. Like mm-hmm. you just had one of those. I just talked to a cab driver and figured out the world is flat mm-hmm. kind of moments, right? Like you think it's hard to get if you can't get it from the dealership. Well, you know the thing is how how would they learn? Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is not this is not news to me. Like the manual transmissions have been disappearing for years and years, but I feel like yes. it's a new it's a new uh, low tide mark. Or like uh, on our uh, during the descent, you see, you would think like the, the people who are employed at a car dealer who all they do all day is go get people's car from the parking lot and drive it around for them. Uh, you would think for sure it's got to come up. People. Right, they'd be the last people to not know how to drive stick, but hit, now it happens. Now, but now for that job. to Pizza Hut, and the guy's like, "What's pepperoni?" Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they don't sell a stick shift accords. They haven't made stick shift accords for like two years and they're not selling them anymore, period. But they do sell stick shift uh, Civics. So it's not like there are no stick shift Hondas, but it's just the skill is so rare that if they had to filter their employee pool right. based on who knows how to drive stick, they would just not be able to hire people. So uh, I got yeah. my own car from the parking lot. This episode of Reconcilable Differences. It's brought to you in part by Indeed. You can learn more about Indeed right now by visiting indeed.com slash diffs. Have you got ambitious hiring goals for this, the last quarter of 2022? Well, with a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. 
If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Nothing wrong with that. And hiring all in one place is made so easy. Indeed, you know, it does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. So please go join more than 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit. That's a lot of money. To sponsor your job post at Indeed.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. Uh, that offer's only good for a limited time, so get on it. Claim your $75 credit right now. Go to Indeed.com slash diffs. Say it thrice, and it's almost like praying. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash diffs. So one syllable when you, when you type it. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Good for you, man. It's going to look good with that coat of arms. Uh, we're going to work on titles. We're going to work on coats of arms. Um, as we speak, it is Tuesday, October 4th, which means the month of September is over. I solved that using logic. And mm -hmm. that does not mean you should be any less aware of childhood cancer, but it does mean that you magnificent bastards who participated, who helped, who donated to, um, to Relay's, what's the official name for it? St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, but uh, the Relay uh, Pledge Drive for St. Jude? I don't know. Does that every have every year, the, the folks at Relay, uh, of which we are too, um, but, but, you know, the, the, the suits, as I call them, you know, um, Mike and Steven have spearheaded this thing because, well, not because, but like, at least in part, because one of their kids has gotten like tremendous treatment from uh, St. Jude's. He's a very sweet little boy. Um, and so they, they know whereof they speak. They know the good work. I'm not here to sell you guys. You already have been sold. Uh, I, I was listening to your more popular program. I cannot believe some of the money that people are donating to this. It's wild. Should, should we, should we break the ice here and tell them what the, what the final number is? Sure. Oh, I just went to the page and it says Relay FM for St. Jude. If mm -hmm. there is an official title, I would imagine that's what it is on the page, but I'm not entirely sure. There's a picture of the two of them, but not of us. You want to read the numbers? Well, the goal, I'm not sure how this was derived, but the goal. I know how it was derived. How was that derived? Oh, is it a, is it a joke? Is it a, is it a joke? No, they're not Elon oh. Musk. No, it was, they were trying to get the number that would bring them to $2 million lifetime. For oh, Relay's pledge drive, so they Whoa. just found the number that would round that would uh, fill out the amount that that Relay has raised over the past several years. So their goal, their goal for the month of September was four hundred mm -hmm. to, to to get donations totaling four hundred ninety four thousand eight hundred forty dollars, which, if my arithmetic holds up, uh, would be uh, end up being about a quarter of uh, two million dollars. That was their goal. Mm -hmm. And they, they hit it and they exceeded it. John, why don't you pull back the curtain and tell them what the Relay, what the wonderful listeners of Relay FM got together for St. Jude's, how much money we got. Yeah, so when they set goals, it's always like, oh, but they always set the goals so you can get past it, right? Well, they did, and we did pass it, but we didn't pass it by like a little bit, right? Like we an even 500, it. it wasn't an even 500,000. Yeah, we didn't go to an even 500. The, the uh, Relay actually ended up raising $706,397.10, which and beats ten, last year's mine. record. For oh, a single hey, month do me a favor. As we all know, uh, St. Jude's uh, 
something something uh, hospital in Memphis. It was founded by um, by Danny Thomas, and I would like to pay him tribute right now. Could you please tell me one more time, John? What's the total amount raised by Real? I'm just gonna take a sip of my drink while you're talking about that. How much? How much? You do the joke, but I don't. I don't know why Danny Thomas is the king of a spit take. I don't how much, know why um, that How is. much money do they bring in in total, uh, John? Seven hundred and six thousand three hundred. <laughs> you gotta wait till I finish reading it. That's, oh, sorry. Hey, John, how much money do they bring? In? $706,397.10. You weren't ready. I was ready, and you blew up my timing. I'll, I'll fix that in editing. It'll be fine. He mastered the spit take. There were others before. There should be whole documentary series on what, what, what the great Danny Thomas did on the mm-hmm. TV program, Make Room for Daddy, which is a terrific title for a TV show. <laughs> and I still say it all the time. You can't say it and sound cool. I think it's a different kind of show today. It would. It would. It yeah. would. It would take place in a diocese. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking. No, we say no. father. Padre. What do you call him? We get. You know, you can get a uh, what they call a billet promotion, a field promotion, and that's where you uh, you raise a, you raise a padre. You take a brother, and you can make him like a you know a, a second lieutenant or you know, depending on merit. Uh, um, thank you to everybody who's donated to that. I don't want to belabor this. We're having, we're having a lot of fun here, but, uh, Hey, thanks a million. Hey, hey what was, wasn't there one, like what didn't agile bits do a big one? And then there was a d- one dude agile mm-hmm. bits did like $30,000 or something, right? Yeah. So, uh, th- uh, the one password folks did, uh, Electron uh, pays. And, yeah. Did an amount that tried to like get us to whatever the next round number was when they did it. So it was like $31,000 and change. Oh my God. That's um, so cool. And then, you know, so we, uh, on, on uh, XNL text podcast, we we do also do the pledge drive. We're not part of relay, but we participate in the pledge drive as well. We donate money ourselves. Uh, and we encourage our listeners to do so uh, if they can afford to do so. And apparently, and especially our, if they can do it in a way that ends up razzing Casey, it's extra yeah. fun. <laughs> and some of our listeners can afford to do so. An individual donated $32,000. beating $32,000, you know. John. Oh, sorry. How much was it? 32000 Yeah, <laughs> get your drink. Mm-hmm. Beating out one password the entire company. I'm, I'm sorry. How cool. uh, so one person gave how much? We can't do comedy timing on podcasts. The Skype <laughs> delay is going to kill it. And it's plus it's a visual gag. Well, ironically enough, I did not end up spilling water on my computer. <laughs> I should probably put the water on a different yeah, level. No, a different level. <laughs> oh, thank you, everybody. Was there anything else about that? Uh, it was really cool, y'all, to do that. And um, yep, see, see you all next September when we do this all again. Yeah. Oh gosh, I almost forgot. Is there anything you'd like to say about the American healthcare system while we're here? It's no good. You, you like to usually work that. You feel like it's pretty good, really. I mean, you have to explain, like, why are you raising money for sick people? Because people who live in countries with uh, civilized healthcare systems is like, why would you be raising money for that? Why is every podcast like telling, you know, telling people to donate money to, for healthcare? Isn't that what taxes do? But not in this country. Okay, I'm going to say something. This is a thing I have heard people saying in one way or another for a real long time about healthcare in the United States. And I've agreed with it for a very long time. I'm kind of going, hmm. But like, it really, really landed on me in the last like calendar week. I even mentioned this on Back to Work today, apropos of nothing. Until America addresses the fact that the ability to be healthy depends on some combination of wealth and or employment, there's a lot of stuff in America we cannot fix. Did you read the Ed Jong piece on why he's taking six months off from writing about COVID? I did not. I'll find it for notes. All right, maybe I did. I just don't know it, the, it was the just byline. You probably it saw was the one like it's the, called This Will Happen Again. Yeah, it was like, oh, maybe I haven't. If, show me the URL. I'll recognize oh, the header image if okay. I read it. 
<laughs> I was I was in matter. Uh, but 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 I I'm starting to really go. There's like the little gears have started, you know, turning the little, the little gray cells. Yeah. Well, you know, like when you're like if you're like me and you got like a bad transmission in your VW, and sometimes you got to like kind of scoot it a little bit to get it, you know, to go. Scoot, that's uh, something I've been thinking about. Until America addresses the fact that to be healthy, you have to have wealth and or constant employment. If Until we address that, I don't know the answer. There's a reason I'm not in the corner office. There's a reason I'm in this, in this disgusting little hovel here at the base of Sutra Tower. Uh, there's so many things we can't fix. There's so many, I mean, there's just, it's too sad and boring to talk about. But like, it's not just that we have a, a dumb system. That has that is advantageous toward big companies and systems, and you know how I feel about that stuff to begin with. It's the fact that like you can't really be healthy unless you're rich, and or employed. And you see, you see it every day. If you look at political Twitter like I do, you see these amazing stories. People like Libby Watson write about this a lot. Ashley Parker addresses this outside of her political coverage, but just like. Ashley Parker had one last week, I want to say, where her kid got a, a pretty deep splinter and there was no like urgent care or anything available and it was concerning. So they went to an emergency room and like even with really good, I guess, Washington Post health coverage, it was still $800 for a splinter, which mm-hmm. I, look, I'm not an idiot. I understand that you're, you know, you, you're, you're, when you buy the whole cow, you know, you don't get to just take home the tail. But like, I, I'm just saying... That's the problem. The problem is that it's tied to employment, which is an insane way to do public health. Especially in the country of cowboys. Nobody thinks anything affects anybody else. Well, you know. Anyway. Yeah. (sighs) It's depressing. Pisser and Moner in Chief. Uh, Complainatron. Trying to think of good titles for me. Um, A whole lifestyle Holden Caulfield. That's, That's really more of a Twitter bio, I guess. Are these titles? Oh, you're shading from titles into nicknames, and the rule of nicknames, as per Roderick on the line, is you can't give yourself one, and other people only other people can give it to you. Oh yeah, nicknames. Mm. There was a good joke in something I watched recently about nicknames. Oh oh, it was on. Uh, oh, you know what it was? I think it might have been Walking Dead, and uh, one of the great. Oh, I also have gotcha. I got to talk about my new mnemonic. My new mm-hmm. mnemonic, Michonne. Rhymes with own. Do you having trouble with that name? I didn't think it was ever. I had a crush on a girl briefly in the late nineties who was called Michonne. Oh, that's and she why. was in, she was in the Tallahassee indie rock scene, and mm-hmm. she was cute as a bug's ear. You could put her in a watch pocket. She was adorable, and she was not into me. Um, but that was Michonne, and so I imprinted on that pronunciation. Mm-hmm. That's messing. You got you got the snap the grid problem. Hundred percent, but Michonne when she's in, she's not. She hasn't discovered the aquarium yet at this point, but she's in there with our dude. And she says uh, something like, you know, oh, what, you know, why do they call you the governor? And he says, it's a nickname. And she says something like, you know, that's not a nickname. It's a title. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so good. Speaking of The Walking Dead, uh, there's an opportunity for you to, uh, I don't know, get a, a side glancing blow drive by from uh, content that you normally do not consume because you don't prefer it uh video games uh there mm-hmm. is a television show coming out for a video game that i greatly enjoyed and guess who's writing that television show i've got the game and i've played it a little talking about pedro pascal yeah pedro pascal and uh, lady mormont and who's writing it 
Uh, John Snow is king of the north. No. Um, okay, hang on. I can do this. Um, the, the like screenwriter, showrunner type person, or like the, film? the screenwriter. Oh, is it? It's not Edgar, right? No, but it's another writer that you like because you like the TV show that they wrote. Um, it's not. Let's see, David Fincher. Uh, other people shows. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is it? Is it? Um, related to Leftovers? No. Oh, tell me. Craig Mazin. Craig, no way. That's awesome. He did Chernobyl, right? That's right. And so we're talking about uh, The Last of Us. And also uh, Mythic Quest. Oh, I love Mythic Quest. Um, not to be confused with The Road, although it would be easy to confuse not it. All of, not all of Mythic Quest. I think he just did an episode. Did you watch Station 13? Or Station uh, 11, station, sorry. Station 11, I sure did. Jiminy Christmas, is that ever a show? I just, I, I, I'm, well, I can tell you exactly where I am. I am two episodes beyond what I will just call the airport episode, which mm-hmm. is one of the most amazing episodes of TV I've ever seen in my life. That show, it, it's like, it's, it's almost, I feel it. Well, should I save it? We should save it. Let's save it as a topic. You know, do we have a name for this thing? Speaking of we things should. that need names. Yep. Oh, oh, uh, not a, not a sniglet, but a, uh, a, a neo- Logi- need no, this is the thing you've been talking about on the Dubai Yeah, Prize things that need a name. I understand. It's got a running need... list. I'll put yeah. it on the list. Uh, this is the thing where in your life, in the regular progression of time, you uh, watch a TV show and then you watch another one and then you watch another one, right? Uh, yeah. And only when you go back and watch like the first show again do you realize that this person that you know, that you came to know from some middle TV show, the first time you actually saw them was a long time ago, but you didn't think anything of it because you didn't oh, know them. Oh, at that like point. cool, like cool. Rick on Patriot is also the author in Severance, but like like somebody who like for us, it's always crazy. Like we just watched an episode of a really bad Reese Darby show that has Carl Urban on it as a guest, and he's incredible. But those kinds of things, right? Where you, you could probably not realize that the guy who takes over for Heimdall is Carl Urban because he it kind of doesn't look like Carl. Urban. So to give an example. Um... Not just somebody, somebody 11, you know but, uh, from another Pir- thing. Pirates of Silicon Valley, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. Station Eleven have the same star, right? What's her name? Uh, Whoa, Mackenzie Davis, maybe. Wait, what? Oh no, 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 no! Halt and Catch Fire. You're close, so close. Yeah. What did I say? I'm not gonna tell you. All right. Anyway, I'll hear it. You later. thought you were talking about the Noah Wiley show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, halt and Catch Fire, and, yeah, and she's uh, also right. she's also Yorkie in that episode of Black Mirror called San Junipero. Exactly. So I watched San Junipero again for I hadn't seen it in years. It's my mm-hmm. favorite episode of. of absolutely, uh, I, I adore Black that Mirror. show, and that but that that episode is maybe I. I don't happen to think Blink is the 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 the, the best episode of Doctor mm-hmm. Who, but it's very different and distinguished for lots of reasons. This might that might be their Blink. Oh no, for sure, it's it's so much better than all the other episodes. It's not even close. Uh, but the thing is, when I first saw that, I had no idea who Mackenzie Davis was. And interestingly, later when I watched Halt and Catch Fire, I didn't say, "Oh, Halt and Catch Fire, it's that person from San Diego." Oh, you didn't Pero. put it together. And and did you when you saw Kirsten? Kristen, Kirsten, did you, did you put it together? Yeah, obviously. Oh, you yeah, no, I, by then, so, uh, Halt and Catch Fire really cemented her, but I d- wasn't able to make the leap backwards from Halt and Catch Fire to San Junipero, right? Only yeah, after yeah, yeah. I saw San Junipero, then I saw Station Eleven, I said, oh, it's the Halt and Catch Fire person. Then 
so many years later, I go back and watch Sandra Napero again, which I almost never do. I tend not to rewatch things. I think I was rewatching it just yeah, to see yeah, if, yeah. I, if my daughter would like it, like see if my memories of it, if it held up in my memory. So I rewatched it myself. And the second she comes on the screen, I'm like, how did I not recall I that that was this person? And that's that Laurie, Pe- Laurie Petty that most people know from Tank Girl and I guess Orange is the New Black. So many people have been on Orange is the New Black. It's yeah. crazy. Okay, well, if you if you didn't like it, I don't necessarily want to talk about it. It really yeah, feels anyway, like Sand- Sandra Napera holds up. There's a lot, but I did find I was going to Sandra Napera is like a perfect episode of TV. There's one thing wrong with it. It is involved the eightiesness. There's one tiny. No, it's not like they played a song that wouldn't have been out in that year. I, probably, I, I in particular think find. what Yorkie wears in that she looks so much like probably four of my exes. She really looks like she gets a spree. Sure, rub it in. <laughs> can't help how i am <laughs> I can't help it that handsome and had lots of pretty girls in the 80s <laughs> i like that um you're lots of denim, lots of denim be burns i imagine green denim burns yeah who's that no, that's, what you, that's what you get from having uh pretty ladies in the 80s oh denim burns like the way ron swanson's mustache rubs off on tammy yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's very similar to that um but like i could see her getting those clothes going to the limited getting some esprit yeah, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one thing that the one tiny, tiny thing that's wrong with it, it will kind of spoil it. So close your ears for hey, 30 everybody, seconds. Seriously, uh, San Junipero episode of Black They Mirror, say it in the it. show. And when they say it in the show, they say Junipero. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. San I know Jun- it's not like, quote unquote, correct. Anyway, yeah. here we go. Here's what's wrong with it. The song that is the big climax at the end, they play a tiny snippet of in the very first scene. And they shouldn't do that. They should save it for the end. Oh, I know what they're doing. You don't they're notice doing, it. They're doing it. Well, they're doing a Christopher Nolan. I understand, but they shouldn't do it. Right? Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Like, Christopher, I've told my kid this, when you watch a Christopher Nolan movie, the first, excluding of the credits, the first shot of the movie, I, I'm not saying, this is one of those things where, like, everybody out there is rolling their eyes or going, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? But, like, for example, in um, The Prestige, there's a shot of a bunch of top hats in a field. And you're like, what? If he's in Interstellar, it's a bookshelf with dust on it. Mm-hmm. Like there's stuff, he loves his first frame to be something that's going to be a, a big reveal later. I know, but, but in this case, because of the way that uh, makes the climax at the end, you're, not that you're spoiling because you're not, because the first time you see it, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. But you've you've kind of burned it in a way because that oh, is such wait, a like it just put a little bug in there where not, not even put a little I don't think it's supposed to, but like the part of the show is the little the you know the sort of jukebox thing of like oh they're gonna play that song now they're gonna play that song now they're gonna play that song yeah you they play one song twice and it's that one and they shouldn't I think that's a pretty good note um, I don't know if it ruins it let's see chicken no, probably it absolutely doesn't probably. it's the smallest of minor things but that's that you know still still a five star episode just to be clear in my rating system still five stars easy. What about, uh, have you gone back and watched Predestination again? I have not. Um, let's see. Uh, Channing Tatum, uh, we need a new word for what he called the uh, pseudo-trauma. Let's see. TV, oh, here's one. TV shows, these are all things that need a name. TV mm-hmm. shows, I did not stop watching for any particular reason because life just happens. I don't know if that needs a name. Sure it does. And also, I need an array for that thing I'm always saying, um, quoting myself about the array of steps from cognition to completion. Uh, oh, apps and services you love so much you wish you had more occasion to use them. <laughs> services you love so much, why don't you marry them? He says, you, Obama says, you can, if you like it, you can keep it. Uh, and when two people, you know what, I, I really need this one. This, this happens all the time. When two people you really like on Twitter talk to each other. There should be a name for that. Now kiss. 
kiss. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, I get, we get a lot of that in our house. There's a lot of demands for kissing in our house. Mm-hmm. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Burrow. You can learn more about Burrow right now by visiting burrow.com slash rd. Listen, friends, uh, you know, as the seasons change, maybe you're thinking about having a change around the home too. Hmm? Maybe. doesn't have to be a full redecoration. Just one great sofa or dresser can refresh your entire space and make it feel like new. But then nobody wants the hassle of moving heavy furniture. I certainly don't. I, I don't have the skills for heavy furniture, if I'm being honest. You got to find a vehicle big enough to transport it. Woof. Then find somebody uh, to help with the heavy, heavy lifting. No, thank you. Now, if you're a longtime listener of Reconcilable Differences, you'll know there's a furniture brand that's already taken care of all that, and they're called Burrow. Burrow offers fast, free shipping on every order, which saves you an average of 100 American dollars on large items, like a couch, and Burrow designs for the way that you live. Their credenzas have these cool, adjustable height interior shelves and cord-organizing holes at each corner. I love the phrase, cord-organizing holes. So they're perfect for any TV. And Burrow is just so easy to shop for. So spare yourself the dreaded warehouse trip and shop online. Everything is designed to work perfectly together in your living space. So all you got to do is add to cart. I'm pretty good at that. Plus, their world-class support team is available for you whenever you need them. And Burrow's new Union Collection is their biggest, deepest, plushest, widest modular seating design to date. The unique fabric is easy to clean and stain-resistant. It's still super soft and comfortable. And it still gets uh, shipped to your door for free. Pretty nice. It's a breeze to build. No tools needed. I mean, really, what do you say? Well, what I say is right now, you, you get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash rd. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash rd. And you're going to get $75 off your Burrow purchase. There's a lot, a lot to like about this. Burrow.com slash rd. Our thanks to Burrow for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. All right, we've got, um, gosh, this is fun. I haven't eaten, and I'm a little bit tired, but, but I'm into this. I feel like you've, you've opened up so many interesting new avenues for me to think about today. Well, we got to do a tiny follow item up. of follow-up. Follow-up. Tiny. Super, don't do that. That's not a thing. Follow-up. Nope. Nope, nope, Fo- nope. Follow-through. No. Um, the tiny item is kind of uh, a follow-up from last week's after show. Again, sorry if you're not a member, but we, we save the even more ridiculous and I'm frivolous stuff. I'm very sorry if you're not a member. Yeah, we say, that's, where, that's where John really lets his, uh, such as, well, he lets his feelings go. That's what this is the show for feelings. That's where they live. Uh, it's even more silly than the regular show. But anyway, the last one, I talked about a bunch of my home improvement projects. And, and I just wanted to follow It was really up. funny, John. It was so yeah. freaking funny. I think that's going to be a low-key fan super fan classic maybe like not the level of preparing the way but it was a very fun john has had some travails in dealing with this i actually have another round of not so many travails but another round of home improvement stuff and maybe i'll save that for a future episode maybe maybe that'll be a future uh after show anyway i just i see let's see we got more home where i just add oh i added station 11 unless john is mean about it um and uh, we need to do more home improvement. We got to work on the stock. Yeah. Um, tell me your tell me your follow up. How are things going with your home improvement projects? I just wanted to, to complete the little bit. They said if you want to be a member and hear the after shows, go to relay.fm slash rd slash join, and you can pay us a little bit of money every month. And then uh, once a month, you get an episode with a bunch of extra stuff at the end. 
including home improvement stories. Anyway, and we both just super appreciate to it. follow Thank up you. on that story briefly. Uh, the home improvement project that I described there is now complete. I posted a picture of it to our little Slack channel. Merlin got to see it. That's why he was talking about the slope of the roof and everything. So good. So is good. actually done. In fact, that reminds me, I should check it off <gasps> on my. Oh, your stat? Is this your queue? I'm literally doing it right now. Hey, send me a screen grab. I want to see what your queue looks like. No. I'll send um, you mine. I'll send you mine. Let's you want see. want to see my Instagram? I'll send you mine. Oh, I want to see your queue. I yeah. bet it's an Emacs, isn't it? It's an Emacs. No, it's a notes document. It's literal it note, like Apple Notes. With the little check Is marks. it an agenda? No, it's just a, it says to do and has a bunch of items. You sure it's in Apple Notes? Because it, it probably yeah. didn't sync. It probably didn't. probably didn't sync. You should be careful. No, it's right. uh, yeah. So that, that project it. is complete, and I'm glad to get that checked off. The garage door is still not complete, and, and that that was um, that was cleaning the rotten, getting the rotten, um, the rotten parts of the house off. And doing some was it what was it called? Was it called the oak stiffener? You put something on there to harden your wood, and then you got putty, and the putty's very costly. And you, your your wife, whom you love, locked the window, and you were stuck on the roof. Yeah, <laughs> stuck on the roof for a little while. The line item is while people, while construction guys looked at you. Yeah, the, oh, I wish they would look at me. They can help me off the roof. The line item is scrape and paint Kate's windowsill, and I have done that. The product scope. We had some scope creep. Uh, the project expanded. It always happens, because, John. You got it. You got to make room yeah, for it. it. Involved just uh, tearing uh, out all the rotted wood from the entire uh, trim around the window. Then taking both shutters down and scraping them down, and then repainting those. And anyway, that's all done now. Uh, and then I immediately followed that up with another home improvement project. But I think we'll talk about that on a future episode because okay. just too much home improvement is just too much. So I just wanted to give people closure on that. If they're wondering when are they get to the fireworks factory, did they actually finish the window? Yes, I did finish the window, and I think. It will make it through the winter. Yeah, but that's what Kierkegaard says. You know, we survive whether whether we want to or not. You know, you get the sickness unto death. What's what's the meme on that? Uh, you're weak, your blood is weak, and you'll not survive the winter, something like that. Is is that Miss Hoover who said that? Mm, let's see. Oh, that's a, could that be a Ben Jesuit? I'm just saying words now. Yeah, it's from. Let's see. Oh, you started uh, Andor. Start Andor. I have. I'm not caught up on it, but I'm okay. like four or five episodes in, and I am loving it. They were, so, oh, dude. They were so smart. To it's it, it's it knows what it is. It really knows what it is. I mean, sometimes it really just looks like you would know. It's just hallways, not even Star Wars hallways. But it's really good. And that third episode, I feel like they were so smart to release all three of those because by the end of the third episode i was saying to my family who's not as into it as i am i was like please <laughs> i sound like buffy guy like you should get into buffy guy where i'm like please watch these three episodes it's <laughs> such a great you're gonna walk away from this so excited it's got dr selvig yeah i kind of wish the people who made that show could sit down and have a talk with the people who made all the other star wars shows <laughs> and say listen yeah, I, I bet it's complicated i mean it's like imagine that like you were like dating a rock, you were about to date a rock star, and like you were like I don't know doing some creepy DMs with each other, and then, or like you know here's a good example no no shade no lemonade but let's say Tim Burton wants to date you, and you you you're like a, a skinny twenty year old goth girl where it's kind of like you know does he really is he interested in me because of who I am or is it because I, I look like what his exes used to look like. You know, and I think when you're writing or show running or doing whatever for Star Wars, like there must be some part of you that's like, this is a a responsibility and a burden. And like, I don't want to be a, like a laughing stock. Look at poor Ryan Johnson. He did the good one and everybody's mad at him. 
You know, I bet people, but there's a lot of people who are like, well, I'm just going to like, I don't know, I'll bring in Ala Sakura and call it a day. The Force Awakens is better than The Last Jedi. Is The Force Awakens the last one? The first one. Oh, that's a good movie. That's the one where she's eating her disco bread with the hat on. That's a good yeah. one. You know, Simon Pegg does the voice of that mean guy with the por- uh, half portion. Uh, yes, I know. And it, only because of a few minor unforced errors in The Last Jedi, not for the reasons you're thinking of. Uh, okay. The last one was a giant mess. Um, what about that yeah, line they, of Rogue like, One that was in the trailer but not in the movie? Well, how do you feel about that? I like I like Rogue One. Uh, although it, that movie, I still quote. I quote it four times a week. I'm a rebel. I rebel. Yeah, like, yeah, that's they really that's what they messed up. What's going on, that, Todd? Get it together. What what's happening I mean, so in the brain this, trust this, over there? This shows I mean, well so the get problem Katie with on the, the phone. The problem with Rogue One was the script. Uh the problems that were in uh The Last Jedi were sections of the script that probably didn't need to be there. Um mm-hmm. and the great thing that's great about Andor is the script. Absolutely. Because well, it's like just to say the dumb thing, this is one of those things that you can look back and say this. But you couldn't like write this on a piece of paper and order it where you go, hey, uh, glean things from the Star Wars universe without making it seem like a star. Like it doesn't have to be like a, like a Star Wars thing. I mean, kind of a little bit what Fargo did with the TV show a little bit. Well, that was that, this is what I think the, the deal is with Andor. It's like all of what you're saying is true. Um, yeah. But uh, the thing, the thing that uh, like the, that Star Wars is like Star Wars, like you were saying before, kind of overwhelms, I think, people given the task to do this. And they yeah. forget that you just have to make a good TV show. Like, fundamentally. Well, it's like trying to win Survivor by playing conservatively. Like, you can stay alive by playing conservatively, but you will not You will not yeah. make it as far as you think. Like, you have, don't be too tricky about, you know, just getting by. Or like, or like on Top Dress or Top Chef. Like, you need to really win sometimes. You gotta, you gotta remember, Take like, a the, swing. Bas- the basketball coach says, fundamentals, right? Don't let the Star Wars carry fundamentals. you. You fundamentally have to make a good TV show. Join and triangles and ask yourself, mm-hmm. if I removed Star Wars IP from this show, would it still be a good show? And if the answer is no, you've messed up. And Andor, without any Star Wars connections, would still be a, a good TV show. I totally agree. I totally not, agree. Not, not a fantastic, great, amazing TV show, but a good but TV it's not, show. But it's not about, you know that thing Elliot says, uh, I, feel, I feel like this is an Elliot thing, although I've heard other people say it, is that whole like, you know, his bit about like, he, he you know, I think they all have this feeling to some extent. I feel like Stu does. They're, they're not into it when there's a prophecy or a scroll. Like a prophecy <laughs> or a scroll is usually like, that's not a great sign. And I think I, I do feel like you don't want too much of a nerd doing it because it's, it, it shouldn't become all about a, a scroll. That's not even in the movie. And, and that's the problem with some of the star Wars. I feel like it's part of the problem with the star Wars stuff is it's so de- dependent on this reverence or deference to, I don't know, Canon, whatever you want to call it. And also all that pressure to do it. It's like, well, it's no wonder like, for example, like the way that Edgar Wright got fired from Ant-Man, you know, it's Marvel. But, you know, same here. You're not going to have – most people in America and in the world who like claim to like comics would say, hey, I'll be fine if Taika Waititi never directs another Marvel movie. And I'd say, hmm, are you sure you like comic books? But I feel Star Wars, the pressure must be crazy. Yeah, I feel like the with uh, Edgar Wright and Ant-Man, like the MCU thing uh, – I especially in the first whatever thing, the thing that ended in Endgame, whatever they call that first crop of uh, mm-hmm. movies, that, that same type of thing that pushed out sort of visionary directors because they didn't want to sort of conform to the MCU mold was somebody or some they buddies. They want to make the I don't, movies, I don't not sit around and get notes. It was, it was like the, the people who were doing that, I don't know who they are or what their names were, 
But they were doing what I'm saying someone needs to do in Star Wars is they wanted to make sure every movie was at least good. Right. And so they would they were there probably micromanaging, you know, compromising directorial vision to make sure that every single Marvel movie was at least pretty okay. Uh, and right. that that doesn't allow for the big highs, but it also doesn't allow the lows. And I feel like in Star Wars, high, high, so, sort of like your your, it would be difficult not to have to use our phrase uh, a high floor and a low ceiling. Yeah, like they they really narrowed it down because if you think about the first round of Marvel movies, there's not a lot of stinkers. You can name the one or two that kind of are below the other Some ones. Some were like less successful, Thor, but they Thor, all Thor were doing two, their Iron Man three, yeah. right, whatever. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, most yeah. of them are pretty darn competent. Like. Yes. They do what movies are supposed to do more or less in the way they're supposed to do it's it. It's not a fateful findings type thing for sure. Yeah, and and, and they're like they're solid. Some of them are, people will say they're samey or they're they don't reach the heights of the greatness and I I agree with all that but like but the floor is pretty high. Yes. Like it's very difficult to like they do when, a good when, and, when and, Robert Downey Jr. says I'm Iron Man at the end of that movie it really, it. I still get chills, honestly. And I, I'm one of those people that's like, I, I, I don't know who Iron Man. I mean, I know who Iron Man is. I've seen him on covers of comics I didn't buy. But at that ending, with him looking the way he looks and standing at that podium after he's fought Obadiah or whatever, right? And and he said when he says, because it's the way he does it is really funny, right? Because it's like people are saying, "Are you Iron Man?" And and at first, of course, he's saying, "I'm not Iron Man." And then he says, "I'm Iron Man," and it's like, ah. Oh, they nailed that landing so well. I and like they, Iron Man too. Also, I'll you just can say, say that, that they the, for the people who sweated over that, like anytime you're sweating over each individual thing, you want every part of the movie to do multiple things and so stuff like that. Little ending in sure. Iron Man, it's not just a funny gag; it's also a character moment. It's also like you know, he doesn't like it, being it, handed things. Yeah, like it's mm -hmm. it, it really just the competence level in the first run of the MCU things is really high, and in the Star Wars movies. If they get lucky and have someone super talented to do something interesting, like with the Mandalorian, that take kind of takes care of itself. But like with the Obi-Wan show, bunch of talented people working real hard on a thing where the story and the writing were just like, eh, people didn't seem to care about that. They, it's good enough. We have Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and it'll be fine. It's like, no, it's not going to be fine. You need did to you, work did harder. You, out of curiosity, yeah, it's probably a dumb question. Did you watch it? Yeah. They, they should have worked harder. <laughs> I got smarter, a, I not got harder. A thing, I got a thing. It's in my fan edits, I think. I got a thing called, have you heard about the Patterson cut? I have not. It's, I know you're not into fan stuff, but uh, yeah, somebody turned all of that series into a two and a half hour movie called the Patterson cut that supposedly mm -hmm. pretty greatly improves upon it, but it didn't, it didn't. And no, the, the, I mean, it's, to be clear, the people who should have worked hard, people who wrote the story, the, the script, like it was, it, it needed to be tightened up. It needed to be polished a little bit and it needed to decide uh, what kind of story it was going to be because it was kind of all over the place. Did C3PO show up at some point for some reason? I don't remember. It's I just, think, I think they, I mean, I love Anthony Daniels. I, he seems like such a great guy. And like, I'm so glad that, at, you know, it's usually kind of a death knell. It's sort of like that William Shatner effect of like, well, is he always going to be? you know, C-3PO, but like he's been, uh, he's been, uh, he's, he's been fun about, but there's too much of that. Oh, oh, look, Easter egg stuff. Uh, that, that's not the problem with, that's fine. If you have a fundamentally sound, if the fundamentals are there, if you, have, you have a yeah, sound story mm -hmm. with good character moments and good writing and an interesting story and plot with it hits the right beats at the episode ends and the episodes are the right length and the right number of things have just fundamental good television writing. And then on top of that, that's when you can sprinkle Star Wars. And if you can do that, sprinkle all the fan service you want, because you have a fundamentally good show yeah yeah and andor is a fundamentally good show you know maybe we should do a just a media rundown episode at some point 
Um, like, for example, are you watching, do you watch, you don't watch Abbott Elementary probably, right? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, okay. I know what it is though. Well, we, uh, we've been talking for 50 minutes, so, uh, hey, hey, Jim, put another ad here. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Doppler. You can learn more about Doppler right now by visiting Doppler.com slash L slash diffs. Uh, let, let me give you a little bit uh, of a lesson in, in how making uh, computer uh, things works. I'm, I'm tell you, today I'm going to tell you about software development. And, and this is where Doppler comes into it, okay? What you need to know, in software development, there are these things called secrets. And secrets are private pieces of information that act as keys, okay? And, and those keys, they unlock protected resources or sensitive data Okay. Now, now, it can be stressful to uh, configure and manage, you know, uh, secrets, especially when you're sharing secrets across different teams and clouds. Whew. Thankfully, those days are over. Introducing Doppler, the first universal secrets platform. It enables developers to automate the pain away of managing secrets, along with the hidden files used to manage them, also known as ENV files. Doppler is your team's central source of truth for secrets and app configuration across all environments and clouds, whether they are in Docker, AWS, Vercel, or anywhere else. Doppler works where you work, and as your stack evolves, Doppler remains simple. Huh. Wish I could have more of that in my life. Love that. From startups to enterprises, more than 11,000 customers, big and small, are using Doppler. So they can keep their secrets and app configuration in sync across devices, environments, and team members. Say goodbye to ENV files. Goodbye, ENV files. I'm not going to miss you. You set up Doppler for your team in less than four minutes. That's like nothing. So go, go right now. You sign up. You sign up via Doppler.com slash L slash diffs. That's all lowercase. Doppler.com slash L slash diffs. I like to believe that the L stands for love, but I don't have any way to prove it. It's all lowercase. You go there now. Our thanks to Doppler for supporting reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM. Okay, so while you're away, I, I've done some important work that uh, needs to be um, included in the show. So first, to start off, uh, the Your Bloodline is Weak thing is a meme uh, that purports to be a photo of someone's like high school yearbook with like their senior quote next <laughs> to their portrait. <laughs> and that's what somebody had as their quote. And it is a red haired girl. And I don't know if you remember this part of it, but it came back to me when I saw it from way back when the senior quote or whatever is, if you like pineapple slices on pizza, I hope you like pineapple slices on your children's graves because you're weak. Your bloodline is weak and you will not survive the winter. <laughs> Do you think that's real? I do not. Oh. But that that is what it's from. It purports to be real. Maybe it is real. I don't Could know. You, if do you have is. the link there? Yes. If it is this, uh, I mean, I try. I spent a little while trying to find like the origin and and like right, a, right. you know debunking page or whatever, and I just, I couldn't find all of it. But anyway, I just wanted to include that because of the pineapple on pizza angle is as a is a layer I did not remember. We will put that in the show notes. Oh, this is so good. I wonder what Jason thinks of this. All right, second item. Second, second item. item. Secret oh, is, weird it, is things. this the rapid fire I heard about? Yes. Okay. Secret weird things people do. Uh, a, a topic that we talked about many times in past years on this show. Uh, in my catching up on Do By Friday, I discovered another one from you. A secret Ooh. weird thing <gasps> I that love you it. do. Okay. That, that to the point of the secret weird things people do, 
you never even thought to mention because you probably didn't think it's weird, but it's really, really weird. Mm, I don't know about that. What is it? It is secret. It is weird. And you kept it a secret because you didn't know it was weird. So you thought, why would I ever mention this? It's not weird at all, but it's weird. Oh, interesting. It's a kind of unintentional uh, emotional That's what secret weird things people do is that's why it's topic because we don't think to mention them. Okay. Would you like to share with the world this secret weird thing that you do? Where? Oh, where the red cursor is? I've highlighted it for you. It's I I you've, this has been in here for days and I don't know what it is. I'm happy to talk about Merlin's multiple movie. I was trying to get another M. I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, mixes. Yeah, no. Uh, was drinks as in like uh, alcoholic beverages, or drinks as in? I mean, mul- I, I don't know what it this means. This is the thing you described on Do By Friday. Okay. I casually mentioned this to Alex. And the same way that I think Alex would casually mention that they eat, uh, don't they eat like popcorn, popcorn with, a spoon with a spoon or something? Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. acts like that's a normal thing. Yeah, no, it's a mess. Anyway, this yeah, was something that you mentioned. Okay. And it was, in my recollection, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. When you go to the movies, you like to have multiple drinks. And so you, you will sit down to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And instead of just having a soda, you will have... Like I I don't know I'm naming the drinks here. Oh like, no I, like I, a, I I absolutely get at, at least three drinks. And what 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 those three would those three drinks? If be I had my druthers, I was bitching about the fact that the Stonestown uh, Regal uh, Theater that opened last year. It's <laughs> the place is just it's it's wow it's really poorly run and they have this area that's like a bar I guess where you can get robots to give you Jack Daniels or whatever but they don't have coffee at all. So, so, so I, I get a co- I usually get a small coffee, uh, usually black. I get a small coffee, at least one, usually two uh, smart waters or whatever they got, big waters, and then usually a giant, giant. At this particular, John, it's a Pepsi place. So mm-hmm. like the be- they don't have Dr Pepper. Mm-hmm. Like I can't make my own. I can't do a forgive my saying. We used to call it well, I'll call it a self harm. You can't even. I do a self harm where I do half. Well, what I'll do is mostly Coke. And then like well, a quarter or more Dr Pepper, and then top it off with seltzer. Like, but they don't they don't have so you know what I get a giant 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 Mountain Dew. If I had my druthers and I went in a theater, what I would get is a small coffee, uh, a, a water of some kind, and a, a giant fountain drink. Yeah, and this is this is super. First of all, this is super weird. Not it's has not weird at the all. This is, I, I, it's too many dine, drinks. I have three. I have three kinds of drinks when I dine. I it's picked too, this up no, in that, the nineties. I never too looked many back. Drinks. It's not too many drinks. It's the perfect it's amount of drinks. Too many drinks. Uh, what if a, it's a forty X and you're getting a giant getting mountain dew, two smart waters, and a cup of coffee cup of for coffee. a single person mm-hmm. watching a movie in a the theater? That's that makes no sense. I mean, like, forgive my saying, John. I know you're the director of Normalcy here, but. You, you, uh, this, that strikes me as extremely normative and, no, and judge, no, a little like, judgmental and probably not, a little look, racist. Let me, let me tell you something about liquids. Marlon. Tell me. They're they not bathrooms, John. I paid for that seat. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm listening. Liquids oh, are not particularly compressible. Oh, that's true. If Water-based you liquids. Mm-hmm. Th- thus, the whole world of hydraulics that has liquids that are not particularly compressible and uses them to do work. Okay. So the, yeah, there's the no nor- such thing as instant water. So the normalcy thing that I'm going on is the average size of a human bladder. Like, uh, where it's, do you it's, think it's that- almost exactly one liter? Where no, do no. you think so, that- a full a full human bladder is one liter? So if I ever pee more than a liter, I know I've, I'm really. You've got in front of you a, a, like a large soda, two smart waters, and a cup of coffee. That's too much liquid. It's no, too much it's- liquid for two hours. I mean, I think it's a. Uh, I'm not saying other people have to do it, but it's nice to have all of those. 
I mean, you're going to have to pee. Like, do you get up and you have, you're going to have to pee. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll pee, but I'm polite about it. I wait until there's not a big scene happening. And then yeah. I walk to the end and I stand by the steps because don't be creepy. If we can, my kid and I, my, you know, the, you know how families are, right? Like people have different things they do to different people. For my kid and me, we're the, we're the movie dyad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like we, God, we almost saw bros Sunday as a family, but everybody's kind of feeling a little waste. What, wasted they uh the 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 family the other two had delivered uh some some meals to people and it had been kind of a long day and we're like well, i don't really know if i want to go to a theater but we sit in the back row and if i can reserve a seat i will reserve the two middle seats in the back something i will not admit but but i would say to you privately is if it's a really busy like that occasional weird movie where it's going to be full i buy an extra seat and then we can sit down and we have a place uh, uh, of our own. And uh, you get lots of leg room in those uh, reclining chairs. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of the reclining chairs, but like they're, they just, it feels like Wally. Uh, but yeah, when you're sitting in one of those with a, I mean, with my arms, John, I can barely pick up the Mountain Dew. It's a very, very large Mountain Dew. Yeah, well, it's so, probably and, it's over half a gallon, I'm sure. And now, and now setting aside the pure volume of liquid, now yeah. we can address the combination of drinks. Drinking soda and coffee alone together, setting oh. aside the smart waters, is weird. And then You're having so to add in- strange thing, but it's like Middle Eastern. No, think about Mediterranean food. Like if you got like a, a like a, what's called an appetizer plate. Like you get, you get pita, you got, you got fresh hummus that they've mm-hmm. made. Maybe you get falafel. You got, you could call it a flight. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, does that seem weird to you that you have, you have falafel See, and you, you've got, you're, you, you're, you're saying pita and falafel go together yes. like Mountain Dew and coffee. <laughs> well, they, I mean, you know, it's a, it's very, it's very personalized. <sighs> it's not that much liquid, but all right. Anyway, but I've had I, to pee in a bottle sometimes or what I call the guest bathroom mm-hmm, because yes. I live with two other people and we have one bathroom <clears throat> and ex- equipment such as it is at this moment. I am the person who can most accommodate the need to pee into something that's not a turlet. Mm-hmm. And I have used old soda stream bottles. I would never say this publicly. I've used old soda stream bottles. Um, what, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this water is cold and it's deep. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, at Milton Burrell, just to get enough to beat him, you know? And then they'll do that. And I'll, and the thing is though, if, if I had to pee more than I thought, and I'm going to, you're getting, you ever do this like on a car trip when you're a kid and you're peeing in the jar? Did you guys pee in jars on the road? <laughs> no, we did not. You're kidding. No, it stopped. It's did your dad bathroom. or mom or whomever just pull over every time a kid had to pee? I, I think I have peed on the side of the road a few times. But, but you uh, never peed in, a, in, a, in like a jar? You never brought a jar no, to pee in? No. Huh. You know what I got down here? I've got, I got my, uh, I haven't used it in a while, but bleach bottle. So. Old uh-huh. Clorox bottle I keep. Old Clorox, we called him. Now this, uh, if I filled this, I would be, that would have, you know what? I will seed you this. If I ever filled, oh, my glasses on, 3.78 quarts or 121 fluid ounces, if I ever filled this bad boy, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to need a kidney. I think it's totally normal, and I think it's a flight. No. I think it's delightful. John, no. John, what, when you go to a movie... Is there a thing like you know? Everybody's got these special things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, some people. I, I I I I've never done this, but I get it. They get milk duds and put that onto the popcorn. Like it's part of the. To me, it's part of the. 
if I'm being honest, I love the ritual of all this and I missed it. My kid and me going to a movie used to be like, oh, we do it so often. And we always had did the same things. Well, now my kid's older, so it's not the same. But first of all, we're always the first people, always, always, always. And I have so many photos of my kid standing by our seats in the last row, arms raised in victory. That's that's one of the rituals. There's there's all kinds of these rituals. If there's a cup, you know, and it's a commemorative, like a Spider-Man cup or something, we get the cup. You know, that kind of stuff. Now, when you go to the movies, John, if you go to the movies, what do you, what do you, what, what do you get to put in your mouth? When I was a kid, my standard movie thing, which I stuck to pretty, uh, pretty religiously, because I tend to, once I find something, you know, at a restaurant or whatever, I just get it all the time. Just ask anyone in my family. <laughs> You're the uh, opposite of John Roderick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, exactly. And I do like potatoes. Potatoes, um, yes. <laughs> Put them uh, on my plate, please. My, my standard movie thing when I was a kid was Raisinets and Milk Duds. And I feel no like they, kidding. they would, they, they complemented each other. Raisinets and milk nuts. What are you, nuts, 80? That's amazing. Because Raisinets I didn't know anybody sort of, had ever actually bought Raisinets. I assumed it was like that Kate McKinnon movie on in the Netflix, the fake Netflix commercial. <laughs> no, <laughs> like because she's, the, she's the only person that watches it. So it's like milk duds can be like overwhelming and cloying with their sort of caramelness, right? Wait, and sorry, sorry ra- milk, milk duds? Milk duds, yeah. But yeah, so even, the raisinets, even if you have really good teeth. They can still be very annoying. Not, it's not the teeth issue. I was young, I and mean, you have young person teeth, right? It was just that they're kind yeah. of like too much uh, of that just chocolate and caramel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. gets very samey, very overly sweet. And so the raisins have a little bit of a tang and acidity to cut the milk duds. Okay. But of course, it's all you're, covered so with you're chocolate. So you're doing what we in the industry call a pairing. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. later, slightly old, when I got a little bit older, more into my teen college years, I started wor- working in or substituting snow caps. Nonpareils. No, nonpareils, right? Yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I would always look at that word. It was one of those words yeah. like, uh, um, uh, you know, ver- what's the, what's the, what's the, oh, very emollient. It's one of those phrases or a rich creamery butter where mm-hmm. I thought creamer was an adjective when I was a kid. Yeah. I thought it was a fancy way to say creamy. And so you're doing that and the raisinets. Wow. But now in my adult life, I if I got what are you, a box like Necco wafers. Because I and my ritual was I would I would refuse to open the boxes until all the trailers were done and the actually mov- actual movie started. Because oh, wow. if I didn't do that, I would finish both boxes before the trailers were over. Oh, for sure. Which for doesn't sure. sound impressive in today's day and age of a half an hour worth of trailers, but when I was a kid, there would be like one trailer for like two no, minutes. That's, but I would that's download those very things in two seconds. Pa- that is extremely patient, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, but in my adult day, I don't think I could finish a box of Raisinets and Milk Duds during the course of a movie without dying. Oh, my God, just, John. You know. I'm I'm like that now with pop in general, whereas like... <laughs> setting aside the giant Mountain Dew for the movie. Setting movies, aside the giant count. Mountain Dew. But like, if you had looked at me in 1978 versus me today, it would I would be unrecognizable. I loved Coca-Cola brand Coca-Cola <laughs> in a bottle. Like in a glass bottle. We got 16-ounce bottles, and we would return them. I drank so much Coke all the time. And people of my generation, like my ex, like she used to drink a 12-pack of Diet Coke, like ringing a bell. Like I think there's people, like you say, and now that's now that's me with seltzer. Here's the thing, though. I buy those old man cans now. Like if, when I get Dr. Pepper or Coke to have around, because sometimes I'll be eating a certain meal, and I'll go, hmm, I would enjoy a Dr. Pepper with this. And I've got those little, like, probably what eight ounce cans like like old people drink Budweiser out of those cute little cans i cannot drink 
those things like I used to be able to drink them, let alone eat things like I, I don't just, it doesn't appeal to me. The idea of eating an entire box of milk duds, which if you, I want you to respond, but if you'll allow it, I would like to respond to your, your harsh claims about my lifestyle, but uh, in a moment, but what, what, uh, what do you think? Well, if you if you notice in my telling you what my standard things were to yeah. go to the movie theater, I did not mention a drink, and that's because I didn't have one. You didn't have one. It was not provided. They were not available. Not I did not, I chose not to purchase one when I was young. You I didn't apparently buy a needed... pop. You wouldn't buy a sprite, a no. small sprite. No, no drink whatsoever. No drink. No. And this is if you remember, John. Just so people, I know a lot of people alive today don't know this. There was a time when people didn't drink water. And especially, well, they didn't drink water all the time. Well, there was never a time for me doing that. But the, yeah, but I, I mean, was, like, it, what there, it didn't used to be like it was people with eating disorders that carried bottles of water around. It wasn't something maybe, normal. Maybe people in did. the Midwest, but no, I didn't. No, so like, if you go to college and you you see a skinny girl with a bottle, that used to be oh, a yeah, thing. Oh I mean, yeah, the, the trend. You're right. The modern trend of, of people carrying water. They call it hydration. And hydrated, it's made but, but, up. I'll find it. There's an Invisibilia or a yeah. one of those shows about it. That's probably the, the big hydration. Water. Yeah, no. big water. No but, drink yeah, at all. Kid, you're talking about like you're 10, 11, 12, you're going to see E.T. and mm-hmm. you did not have a drink at all. No, no. I just, I, and <laughs> I even, don't understand even up, it, to, up to like, I remember, you know, like, uh, I mean, it's like going to the I, carnival and looking at Churro. What's like, wrong I, with I, you? Go to, go to Comac Cinemas, watch Batman in 1989 with uh, yeah. Michael Keaton. Uh, yes. Milk Duds, Raisinets, no drink. Milk Duds, Raisinets, no whole drink. Box of milk Duds, whole box of Raisinets, no drink. No drink. No drink, Jerry. No drink. Unbelievable. Okay, so as long as we're 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 uh uh I'm not making light of 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 eating disorders or disordered eating. Disordered eating. Say that. <laughs> I want to hear you say it. Say it. I'm not gonna do it. Say it, disordered eating. Pass. The mouthfeel, do it, disordered eating. Mm-hmm. Is that uh so forgive me if I'm touching a third rail here, but the the oh man, am I gonna get in trouble for this? You know what? I shouldn't even use the example, except to say there was a time where it was said that the way to to be a soup to eat like a supermodel, you get the dessert, but you don't eat the whole dessert. And I'm not talking about other things. I'm not talking about bulimia and stuff. I think it's the same way here. And we do this when we order food for the house. We sometimes we like to try things, get different things, and that's what I'm saying here. Nobody's making me drink the whole Mountain Dew, although I will. It's more like I'm kind of enjoying the movie like a supermodel would. Do you are you uh? Are you going from drink to drink, or are you doing them in an order? Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, John, John, write this down. we got to talk about <laughs> sauce. It's like understanding how sauce works. <laughs> this is so bad. Hey, you, so you're going to go over what, you're going to go from sipping Mountain Dew and then the next step I you're going to take is going to be black I coffee. Do, I, you know what? I've never thought about it this particular way, but I, <laughs> I, I could move any direction I want. And if I was like, hmm, you know, hmm, maybe I'll have a little, little, uh, little taste of that black coffee to cut this it. Is, this is not normal. It's it's totally normal. It is a secret weird thing that you do. I I think you get the cake and you don't have to eat the whole cake. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you should waste food, right? I'm not saying you should waste things, but you know the uh, the honest answer is by the time the move is over, I've I've had it all. I've had it all. It's <laughs> I've had I've had the the very very John. I didn't we almost have it all? Didn't we? You know, uh, think about, okay, so here's the thing. The, the summer that I deliver fl- delivered flowers, the summer before college, the best job I ever had, delivering flowers one summer, listening to Husker Du and, and my, and the, and somebody else's car, driving around, delivering flowers, and all day long, because of course I weighed 139 pounds. I drank super big gulps all day long. <laughs> so like a big gulp, if memory serves, I don't know what it is now, it's probably been, you know, gulp inflation. But, uh... 
a big gulp, I believe, was 32 ounces. And then, oh, here's what I remember. Uh, in Sarasota, we had a gas station called Super America. And Super, <laughs> Super America did that. This was such a late 80s thing. You could buy a drink in the permanent cup, and then you get discounts on refills when you come back. Can, can I tell you what the name of their, their, their product and, and the name of the cup? Can I tell you what the Super America product was called? Uh-huh. The 46er. <laughs> Seems like it's not a I thing. wish I'd been a fly on the wall. And I think it might have been misspelled. Oh, yeah, um, of course. But the 40, because I guess maybe that becomes a diuresis or an umlaut, a, a, a diphthong. The 46er was 46 ounces of pop. You know, and it tapers at the bottom, so it'll fit into your crossover SUV. You know? But that's the size. John, that's the size. I, I, if it was, you told me that drink was 48 ounces, I think I'd believe it. It's a lot of Mountain Dew. One of the things you have to know about me, which is probably not a secret weird thing, but maybe out of the ordinary, was my family. Well, I don't think it's that bad. Like, so you've talked about some other programs, like, did you yeah. have cursing in your house? Are you, were you a cursing house yeah, or yeah, not yeah, cursing yeah, yeah. house? And I think there's a pretty even spread of, of that across the United States, depending on like, the, you know, well, would, there is a question of where you a cursing house. But then the, the more interesting question becomes pretty quickly, like, what was your version of cursing? Like, yeah, what is permissible? Yeah. We watched the first three minutes of Pinocchio before we turned it off. And I was saying, would it surprise you to know the Jiminy Cricket? I don't know. If there's a name for this, I think. Mm -hmm. But the name for where you come up with a, a make like a replacement swear word like gosh yep. or heck. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So, so anyway, cursing house, cursing house. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we were not a soda house. Never had soda in the never house. Had, never had. Well, you're, I mean, you're, you're, at least your mom was. You, you said I don't want to say hippie, but you're. Yep. She was. She was health conscious. Right. But so we literally never had soda in the house. Which never means, had soda, not even for guests. Uh, what did maybe you give them? Did you give them Sunny D? What did, what did you give them? But um, I don't know. But we just didn't have it, which means that I did not grow up having <laughs> this soda. This is not adding up at all. Right. I did not grow up having soda, which means that I drank a lot of water and milk. Oh God. And orange juice. Oh, boy. Look at me. All right. So I did never, I never got into the habit of drinking soda, which is why when you have soda, it'd be like a special occasion. It would be you go to a friend's house, go to a friend's birthday party. Yes. Uh, go to a restaurant ha where they didn't. One, exactly one Sprite. No refill. Yeah. Where, where, they, where they didn't have anything. I, we used to order, uh, when we were kids, we would order milk in restaurants until we eventually learned you can't do that anymore because <sighs> restaurants are really bad at giving you milk. They're so bad at giving you milk. One thing that happens in restaurants with milk, and I discovered this having a child having a child who would order milk. First of all, like a lot of places, uh, have you ever gotten this? You get a milk in a comically large glass or cup. It's the opposite of what they give you orange juice in. When they give you orange juice, it's the equivalent of like a couple shots. It's a, it's a sample thing that you put your the sample, the doctor's office that they say use the same cup. So please go fill this up, <clears throat> put it, put yeah. it in the little nurse hole. And yes, I think that's absolutely great. So, but, but also you got a spill hazard now. Do mm -hmm. you want a kid picking up like close to a pound of liquid mm -hmm. milk is milk is heavy it's slippery dense. the glass is sweating the glass <sighs> itself with nothing Bad. in it is heavy because it's thick glass and they try to and go for not, it it doesn't feel fancy yeah and it's probably 60 degrees Ugh, who's gonna drink that i don't think so yeah but anyway well, i think I, you I, had i think you know you know I, we were all impressed with your halston dress and the people that you knew at elaine's mm -hmm. but i'm just here to tell you man you had an impoverished upbringing. Bringing. God no, bless you. I'm glad you I, made it through. That's no. why I didn't have any cavities until I was 25. I have zero cavities now. I don't have a cavity in my head. Did you know that? I have zero, I have zero cavities. P-O-E, purity of essence. Find it hard to believe. Peace on earth. Yeah. Have you just not been to a dentist in a few decades? Oh, I see what Is you're saying. Is that a secret? <laughs> you're saying like... 
<laughs> the the way you clear the books on the murders is it just makes sure nobody reports them. Mm-hmm. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, indoctrination, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and purify all of our precious bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. They just they just got to that in blank check, and they had uh, they had the wonderful uh, Sean Fennessy on on blank check. The great the great Sean Fennessy was on. I, I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame that you grew up, you had this, imp- I think the word you used was impoverished. Nope. And I'm not talking about money because I think your dad was like a computer programmer or something. Nope. That was Casey's dad? Not even close. Not even big, Casey's did he dad. For big, did he work for Big Blue, John? Casey's dad did, yes. Did he work for Boar's Head? No. Did he work for cool, Robert man. Moses? No. Who did he work for? You, you can, you're not going to tell me. My dad? Yeah. Hey, what what was industry that, was he in? He was a civil engineer. Oh, it, so he's polite. It made things that weren't Strodes. Oh, thank you. New York State Department oh, of so Transportation. so he didn't throw the black people out of the houses, but then he would help design the thing that replaced where they used to have a house. Uh, we tried to make uh, highways along the edge of Manhattan that would never get approved. Come down, Robert Moses. Get the bus to the beach. What's the name of his beach? Uh, there are so many of them. One of them oh. is called Robert Moses. That's Robert my favorite. Moses. Ramsey Park, he worked on that. Jones Beach, that's another one of his. Jones Beach, I think there was murders there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. All right, uh, next minor item. Hmm. For some reason, I keep thinking about, now I'm thinking about, um, vroom, 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 vroom. You, may, you may be right, I may be uh, crazy. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, but it just what may be the one that you're looking for. What did he do? Um, is there a Bed-Stuy oh, line in that and one? Chris Rock has a, has a bit on this in his stand-up act from ages ago. Uh, I, wa- I walk through Bedford Stuy alone. Walk you got to do the Chris Bedford Rock voice. Stylo, even I walk through Bedford Stuy alone all the time. <laughs> I can't Every do Chris town's Rock. got two malls. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Last one. Okay, dog update. Dog update. Is this because you got me onto Doghouse? Oh no! Oh no! No no! Is this? Oh, uh, listen. If you're a cop, <laughs> you've gotta you gotta show me your dog. You this is is this a, what's it called a confrontation the thing where you see somebody how the the uh intervention is this an intervention kind of many, I think uh, I feel like you I I feel like you might be I'm not saying you have an agenda and I don't hate this but I do feel like you have a certain pro dog program I absolutely do I you am, think I am. you think in a lot of cases with the right match you know mm-hmm. again as that was called Greenwood. Uh, I know you messed it up by putting you, it's got green go somewhere leafy, in the name. The leafy meeting place. Leafy meeting pen. <laughs> Our leafy meeting pen. Uh, <laughs> a div- I just want Bear to be happy. Wood green. Wood green. Yes. Hardly know her. Yeah, so you're on season three. I'm on season one. So I'm uh-huh. up through, oh my God, John. You mentioned this in passing. I think just in the service of talking about the receptionist with the uh, Manchester Ma- accent. Mancunian, yeah, accent. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I looked it up and I figured they had to be in like pretty northern England, but they're actually in kind of like eastern England. The accent strike me as being it's, very... It's not that big a place. It's, uh, England has a lot about of the places country, the country place that's not that big. Not that big. Huh. Um, and I, I don't know. You see, I, I don't know if... You, I don't think it counts as exactly as a recommendation, but you, the way you described it made no, it I sound... I recommended it, yeah. And the recommendation was basically there's this show where in England with this with this receptionist and it's these people who get dogs that have been, you know, 
they say abandoned, but you know, sometimes people are like, Hey, look, this dog's crazy. I can't deal with it. Can you find it a new home? Mm -hmm. Somebody dies, et cetera. And they call it rehoming. And they, and then people come in wanting a dog and then they, they try to make the right love connection between the dog and the person. And I just have to say, if I'm being honest, uh, it's pretty much perfect for exactly what I want out of a show like that. It is delightful. It tugs at your heartstrings and no spoilers, but the people who put these episodes together are very good storytellers where there will be elements of a story that they drop a little bit and then they pick up later. I think it's really, you know, the, the one thing Madeline and I both, Madeline and I both are bananas for this show, but one of the things that does drive me a little crazy is that reality show thing. It happens on Survivor, happens here, happens on so many shows where somebody will say something, they'll say something, they'll say something completely bananas that really needs to be addressed, and then they mention something else. Like they the, watch a movie with uh, three drinks, including a black coffee and a giant Mountain Dew, and then you just move on. But it's, I mean, you don't have to drink at all, but also the water flushes a lot In of the episode away. when you mentioned that, it barely went remarked upon. Anyway, continue. It's not weird, and it's, I hadn't been secret. John, this show is so good, and all of these dogs are so precious, and the people, I, I understand. This is a show that, I, however it was created, and they kind of acknowledge this even in that opening, that they added extra staff and made the leafy uh, meeting place and all this stuff, and... It's just the the dogs are so amazing, and it's so sweet to see these people. Remember Louise? It's four people. It's a mom and dad and two kids. Uh, and Louise has a ridiculously high-functioning spectrum stuff. She's the one in the intro who says that dogs dogs like you, they don't care who you are. Oh, my God. Now, now that one, when they do the sometime later at the end, it doesn't always work out. Do you hear that? When those words come on, do you hear it in a French accent? I hear a harp, Glissando. Yeah. Sometime later. Sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be it. Sometime. A little bit SpongeBob. Sometime later. No, uh, no, I was thinking, it's uh, a really cute show. I love the, uh, the, 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 the gay couple that get the dog. The guy who, who lost his leg. Oh, my God. It's called The Doghouse UK. You can find it on HBO Max. And it's really, really good. I'll have many beverages while I'm There's watching. There's three seasons of it, and it's very wholesome, and it's fun to watch, especially if you like dogs. It's it's really sweet. It's legitimately sweet. And I forget why I recommended it, but it reminded because me. Because the girl, because you were mentioning her oh, accent. Oh, yeah, that's right. But it reminded me that a long time ago now, uh, you were thinking of getting a dog and looking at dogs, and Ugh. I don't know wh what happened with that. Right. What, did it go on back burner? You, I'll tell you what I know. I, I admitted it aloud. I think over the weekend to my, to my lady wife, I said, I, maybe it was while we were watching this, or maybe it was while I was looking at the Japanese pet salon dogs, which are, yeah, you're, you're always tweeting those outstanding dogs. Oh my goodness. Such good dogs. Um, and I said to my wife, I says to her, I says, uh, I, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty much ready to get a dog. And she says, I, I think I'm ready to get a dog too. No, she, she looks at she looks at all the pet finder type things, mm -hmm. looks at the SPCA, and she sends the kid and me photos. I know, but this has been going on for so long. I feel like there's not it's making for progress. It's a big investment. If there's any beef that I have with the people on this show, like, you know my old bit? Like, it's a good bit. My old bit, we don't buy toys to get food, and we mm -hmm. don't buy food to get toys. You know another big rule in my house? Pets have never been, pets will never be a gift. Any more than like a baby that's been brought into the family is a gift. 
No, it's asking, and I, I'm a, a lot like some of the dads in that, where like, I'll bet there's a dog out there who needs us and we need that dog and we'll go as long as it takes to find that connection, but I really want to do it right. But I am, I, if I'm honest, I am, I think I'm ready to get a dog. Oh, I was so excited before when you said, if I'm being honest, and I was like, I was so excited that Merlin watching the show from the UK is able to use the American phrase. But then here you are the second time you say it, you yeah. went right for the Britishism. If yeah, I'm honest. I, I, I do that. If I'm honest. That's what they say over there. That's not what we say, Merlin. Well, I learned it at university. Exactly. In your lounge. Yeah. You take a lorry to your lounge and say, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, I, I got to bring the torch to the lift. Mm-hmm. Right. Not a monster. Anyway, uh, I'm glad if this show is pushing you towards there, because I feel what like that was I a should, thread. What do you think we should get? What we, I what think it think? was a thread that was dropped. I think you should go on the show. I think you should move to, to England and go okay. on the show and get them to get you a dog, because apparently left to your school, own devices. Take the wife out of work, take me out of podcast. We go to England and we meet with, I think Helen, Helen is my, you know, I have a girlfriend on every show, as mm-hmm. you know. Right. For example, this is Helen? my girlfriend on The Walking Dead. Who's my girlfriend on The Walking Dead. Who's my girlfriend on The Walking Dead? Uh, Maggie. Maggie is my girlfriend on The Walking Dead. Who's my girlfriend on The Doghouse UK? I don't know their names, though. Helen. Like, Helen. Which one is that one? Well, they're all, they all, I said this to you in our private text channel. Everybody who works there, well, you, of course, made the remark about their dental work, but they, they all have beautiful eyes. And not just in that creepy, like, your eyes are so pretty. But like, they're, like there's this one woman who works there, that kind of like, um, kind of narrow blonde girl. She's got the craziest blue eyes. Helen, though, who I know is married and I think has kids, but it doesn't the, matter. The, the dark hair, swoopy dark hair. She, yeah, length. she seems like she's kind of a big wheel there. She wears like palazzo pants. She's she's amazing. She um she's my my, my TV girlfriend on there. I can't believe um, I can't find these people's names. Tell me, send me a picture of Helen, the doghouse, Helen. Helen. All right. I don't know. I haven't done it. I swear. Oh, the. Dog. Yeah, that's her. Okay, no, that, that tracks for sure. And who's the girl at the front that everybody likes? What's her name? Uh, uh, Alicia, but it's spelled E-L-I-S-H-A. What is it? She has one that I really like. I so This is one I learned from either her or New Zealand shows. Y'all right? Yeah. Is that, what is what is hers? I can't, I can't do her or accent. How, how, so. are you, how are you going? Something like that? They have all sorts of weird phrases there and they how do you think it got like this john how did he how did it get like this i'm telling you it's it's because they didn't have uh, like for, uh, cultures that that are you know older than america which is most of them yeah uh, yeah, yeah where there were people but they couldn't travel from place to place quickly they didn't have like cars and stuff they had horses mm. right that's all mm-hmm. they had right so in even though you're in this place that's like the size of rhode island sorry not, maybe not that small but definitely smaller than texas um, it seemed like they were so far apart it seemed like they were isolated they might as well have been on Galap- separate galapagos islands evolving separately from each other when they're practically like practically like you know throw a rock and hit the other town but it seemed like so far away right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it allowed them because you know this is pre-industrial pre- revolution it allowed mm-hmm. them to develop in relative isolation even though they're all packed together so that's why you got someplace that's like smaller than you know i don't know what what state is the is the equivalent size of uh of england oh New i Jersey? don't know probably missouri maybe I was going to say New Jersey. Anyway, New Jersey is really small, it, John. It, it looks, <laughs> it looks like I think it's not New a Jersey, big place. If memory serves, if if uh, if I'm if I'm honest, I think that New <laughs> Jersey is named after part of England. Or a cow is a Guernsey a cow. Who's a cow? Is that, uh, a Guernsey, New Jersey? I don't. I'll find out and I'll lay one on top of the other. But which sounds like the beginning of a Dorothy Parker. My theory joke. is that because they're a pre-industrial civilization, that they were isolated uh, mm. out of proportion to their current distance from each other, and it allowed accents to diverge. Oh, I like this. Common okay. language. 
And that's so that's why you, you have so uh, many accents in such a small space. I don't have Instagram, but you do. So I just sent you uh, Hel- Hel- Helen Priest. Pre- wait, is that her? I don't think that's her. Oh, wait a minute. I think I got sold a bill of goods. I found the wrong Helen. <laughs> You're just picking any brunette. You're just sending me. Yeah, you know, I do that. I do that. I know. I know you do. 